What's good, y'all? Hi, guys. Happy holidays. Oh, <laughs> my holidays. So we are recording this on a Monday, and it's that Labor Day. Yay. Yay. Meaning that I got to skip clinical today. And I didn't have to go to work. <laughs> Such you know, adult things now. Um, We got to sk- skip clinical, and we don't have to make it up. I'm like, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it's lit. It's low-key bomb. I know. Best believe I got my nails did. But I'm like, if it's on a different day, do you think that you guys would, you guys would definitely still have to go, right? Like, the, like those people who oh, are yeah. on like, different days still had to go to mm-hmm. theirs. Mm. Like whoever has clinical tomorrow and the next day, sorry, y'all. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, always sign up for Mondays if you can. I'd be salty. Well... You choose you choose the life that you live. You know what I'm saying? Make better yes. decisions. My my instructor was like, "Oh yeah, uh, because I'm a Monday clinical. Every semester a holiday falls on a Monday, so I get an extra day off every semester." I was like, "I'm surprised that, that like they're like you're just off. You know, like usually like you're off, but you got you four four thousand assignments to do while you're off." Mm, I mean, I'm still busy as fuck low-key feeling i'm just kidding i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not i'm not i took a test i took the hesse hungover i got a 93 okay uh anyways what'd you do this week so uh i think i'm gonna try to like bring in nuggets of advice with like you know with my new job and everything so this week another (laughs) wrench was thrown into the whole life thing that i got going on over here life thing (laughs) um my so obviously i've been interested in marketing it's something that i really have been wanting to do and my friend came up with a perfect opportunity um there's a guy who is uh 27 sells solar panels and i'm like oh when i first heard when i first heard of it i thought it was gonna be like a door-to-door Hey, my name is Robert. Knock, knock, knock. Can I sell you something? And I'm like, I'm not good at that. That's not something that I want to do. That's not something that I want to be involved Annoy in. Annoy people. Yeah, I'm not a door-to-door salesman. So um, the, what the job is, is that um, this guy, this kid or whatever, he's in the, the num- number one seller of solar panels in Orlando. And he has so many leads coming to him all the, all the time. Like there's people who are going through Facebook, people who are calling him, people who are emailing him. He has so many leads to the point where he can't handle it. So he's looking for other people to give the leads to and if you're into marketing you know that the hardest part when it comes down to trying to close a sale or whatever is trying to get in front of the people who are interested in the product so a lot of, a lot of the time once you're doing anything called prospecting you're you're trying to find out who it who is interested in your product you're trying to get in front of those people that cost money a lot of times people will pay for leads and pay for that type of advertisement so the fact that this guy already has the people who are interested in the product i just have to go and close the deal is a huge deal and one of my friends who loki not even into marketing loki doesn't do any of that shit he went and did an appointment this week and closed a deal for so the overall deal was 4800 or 48000 and he made four thousand eight hundred eight hundred dollars off of that one deal. So because uh, he gets ten percent off of the solar panel, I'm like, bitch, that is low key the biggest. Mm-hmm. That's huge when it comes down to marketing. So I'm thinking about just. I was freaking out because I was like, okay, well, I really want to do this. This is a great opportunity, but I'm gonna drop a little another nugget of knowledge. I personally want to either get a condo or get an apartment, get a house. I don't. I'm not sure yet, but I know that that's where I want my money to go next. And if you guys don't know this, if you're working a job, that's a hundred percent big boys, big boy things. Yeah, I know. Big right? boy things. <laughs> if you guys are working a job that is a hundred percent commission, um, you're gonna get screwed. So. 
you know, perfect example of this is that there was this guy who tried to apply at my apartment complex, and he uh, is a full-time car salesman, and uh, he was like, you know, I make this amount of money, blah, 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 and he had all this money. And you in. couldn't prove it, right? Yep, he had, all, he had all the money in his account, and it doesn't matter. So you have to have a proof of income. So if you don't have a job where you're working for two years, where you're making you know a steady paycheck, it doesn't two count. Two years is like a really long time, yeah. right? Well, it's two years is for a house. For an apartment, I'm pretty sure. I mean, for an apartment, we just, we just need your last three Pay check stubs. stubs yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, how are you supposed to do that either? Because your job is 100%, 100% commission. I mean, how does he get paid for it, though? I mean, he, he show would, that, right? Yeah, he could show that, but that doesn't mean that he's going to make that all, all the yeah, time. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. So that's something else that you guys need to be looking for. He's like, well, here's my OnlyFans. <laughs> like, the receipts are right here. Here's to, that's something that you guys need to keep an eye out for when you're trying to apply for a house or trying to apply for an apartment or whatever. If you're working at a job that is 100% commission, you're going to get screwed. So mm-hmm. try to, I don't know, because now my whole thing is I really want to do the solar panel thing. This kid who's 27 has two Teslas. Just brought a freaking duplex. Is like renovating it and doing all this shit. But at the same time, he he had to he had he had to pay three times the amount to get that freaking duplex. So I'm like, do I want to give up my full time job that I just got with benefits and all that shit? No, but I wanted to do this. So I'm gonna have to do both. And what does that mean? I'm gonna be a busy motherfucker. So so the podcast is ending, guys. Robert quits. <laughs> so this is our last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah, that's that's what I was going through this week. Oh, I'm gonna give another story. Damn, bitch! You Just got another, story just one times. more story. Another fucking apartment story. So in the apartment, we have people who have been fucking complaining, bitching, and we're like, "What is going on? What is going on?" <laughs> There's somebody who lives in an upstairs apartment, and he's been coming down into the breezeway and, like, peeing. <gasps> and people have no. videos, like, on their, like, ring of him, like, peeing, peeing, peeing. Ew, so it stinks. Yeah, and I guess that, like, he's been doing this for a while. So, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, what's stopping us from getting this guy the fuck out of here? But when you... So, this is the background to it. So, people have videos, people have proof, people have pictures, blah, blah, blah. But when you, like, call, call the cops, we can do this thing called a seven-day notice, meaning that... If what if the if the behavior doesn't change in seven days, then they're gonna have to then we can like evict them. But we tried oh, to like wow. we tried calling them, and I guess that the guy who owns the apartment doesn't live in it. It's his kids. So there's like he, the kids have like freaking seven people in there. So then there's always somebody in the bathroom, so they don't feel like waiting. So they come downstairs and pee oh, in the breezeway. Oh my god, they can't just pee like I mean, okay, so like pee in the grass at least. I know. So then we. You remember when? Sorry, just side note, but. Every time Robert and I would go somewhere and it was late, he would like get home and pee and like pee in his bush. I'm like, <laughs> so do I, I do like peeing outside. It's definitely yeah. like something that I like enjoy doing, but I would never do that <laughs> in like an apartment complex. You yeah, know, like for sure. I'm like if it's at my own fucking house, I don't give a shit. Like you know, like but you would you'd go out of your way to pee outside because you could very well just have walked inside because you have a bathroom <laughs> right when you it's walk like in. The great outdoors, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be so jealous. I'm like, damn, I wish I could pee in the bush like that. (laughs) I'm like, I'd pee all over my shoes. (laughs) But yeah, I'm like, I it's crazy because if I was living in that apartment and people kept going down, coming coming downstairs and peeing, I would be pissed the fuck off too. I would be so annoyed. I'm like, why aren't they doing anything in the front desk? But it's like. 
there's so many like you have to prove that you like tried reaching out to them you have to prove mm-hmm. that they that they re- that they rejected it like to, yeah like, evict someone exactly. it's not like casual especially exactly. if there's so many people living there yeah so then know? people just think that like we're not doing anything and it's like it's not that we're not doing anything it's just that there's steps to everything but it's crazy that like so he he can be Pete like that's you can really get arrested for indecent, indecent um, exposure, exposure. Yeah. yeah you can get put on the registry like, like it's a big deal like registered sex offender yeah. shit yeah and like we have keep your dicks in your pants guys we have videos of you like we know what you look like yeah we you know? know what your dick looks like it's crazy <laughs> just kidding so it was just like oh another story from the apartment conference I try to come back with some like horror stories that I go through during the week okay so I got a little story so yesterday my friend Sam and I went to dinner and I won't say where we went to dinner <laughs> but um <laughs> she's a pescatarian so she only eats like you know like fish and stuff like that so she doesn't eat like meat uh pork you know beef stuff like that Mm -hmm. so whatever we both got the clam chowder to start and she gets this every time she goes there and we've been going there for a long time and (laughs) it's not funny (laughs) because it's kind of it's like serious but also it's pretty funny um so she's like you know eating eating and eating then she like pulls this thing out of her soup this big honk of like what looks like meat she's like i was about to say isn't there meat in clam chowder there's clams but that's you know pescatarians can eat that yeah so she pulls out this thing (laughs) she's like what is this and i was like i don't know and she's like eat it (laughs) so like it's it was pretty big too so i eat a little bit of it and i'm like what was it? <laughs> I was like, and I buy. I was. I could the texture of it. I could tell it was meat. So I bit out another piece, and I was like, "Bitch, that's pork." Oh my god! <laughs> so she like had to go to the chef and be like, "Is there is there meat in this? I don't eat meat." And they're like, "Yeah, there's there, always but, been meat in it." Yeah, but I guess there's like some discrepancy with like sometimes they ha- they put meat in it, sometimes they don't put meat in it. But the first time that she ever went to order it, she asked and they said no. So this bitch is low-key been eating meat Damn. every time she ate that. Yeah, I always wonder like what happens if like a vegetarian or like a pescatarian or whatever they like I mean, eat something by accident. Nothing. I know, but isn't it like a... Don't they like Well, you're going to get arrested? <laughs> oh, no, don't they like freak out? Like, you know, like, oh my God. I mean, I, yeah, like- she was like upset about it and she's like y'all are lucky it was me and not someone who would like it's against their religion to eat pork because that would have been like a big deal yeah. you know um i was cracking up though <laughs> what they do do they like come the bill um no but you know we i mean we got stuff off the check anyways just because like we have friends there and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but yeah i was like mm, y'all fucked up <laughs> and it's like because we both got the clam chowder what are the chances of her like her getting that one and like everyone else in the restaurant not getting it you know what i mean, the I mean at least, at least now she knows that there's like some meat, meat in there in so she mm-hmm. won't be ordering that shit i know she should have been ordering this whole entire time and it just wasn't like enough to the point where she noticed it <laughs> what's funny to me is she's probably like damn this shit's good as fuck every time every time she gets it because it had meat in it and it, you know meat makes things taste good mm-hmm. oh man that's crazy yeah she's gonna be on the podcast soon guys so keep an eye out for that hey. one um so what'd you do nothing <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm dying in school oh my gosh i have so many chapters to read i'm falling so far behind and um yeah and now you know i waited in line 30 minutes for this fucking starbucks drink <laughs> and that's procrastination at its finest okay okay it's so weird because like with that with nursing school like you're 
if you're on track, you're behind. Like, there is no, like... You if, never feel like you're on top well, of it. Like, the only time you're on top of it is if you're, like, three or four chapters ahead. But in order to do that, you have to have no I life. I feel like that's, like, impossible. It's impossible. It's literally impossible. Yeah, and so the semester that I'm in is self-taught. So I literally don't have lecture. I don't have lecture at all. Um, and so... I mean, I'm a fucking teacher right now, and I can barely read, so you know I'm illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> you try. <laughs> um, before we get into today's topic, I just want to mention again that our new upload day is Tuesday. We are no longer uploading on Friday because Robert ain't got time for that. <laughs> and honestly, Tuesday just seems like a better upload day so that you guys can have the podcast for the week when you're, you know, driving to work or driving to school or whatever you guys have a chance to listen to it so upload day is tuesdays yes and you guys have been uh going wild when it comes down to the amount of like support Plays that we've been getting like fast like we did that one upload on tuesday and it was already like the highest grossing yeah. episode that grossing? we had grossing you know Nobody like gross anything <laughs> he doesn't know anything <laughs> that's you know what that means grossing means like you know gets the gets the most attention that fast so mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like you know every other podcast uploads on a tuesday we were just doing a friday because it was more convenient yeah. for us but honestly it makes more sense for us to upload on tuesday so yeah you guys keep an eye out on tuesday robert what are we talking about so, um, uh, I was driving over and I'm like, what the fuck do I want to talk about? And I'm like, I just want to talk about friendships, but mostly adult friendships. So I think when you're younger, you just have an idea of like what your friends are going to be and like, your friends are always going to be there. And, that, and because you're in class all the time, everyone in your class is kind of your friend yeah. automatically. And then you have like, you have like a definition of like what criteria a person has to like meet to be your friend and do you like, think so i feel like it's the opposite when you're a kid everyone's your friend even if even um people that you don't have like as much in common with just because you're around each other so much so i feel like it only changes when you i don't know if those people are my friends but i definitely would like see them as like acquaintances but i guess that when you're younger you're right you're, you don't there, think there about is it no acquaintance hard. yeah there mm-hmm. is just everybody just becomes everyone's your friend, your friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's just one of those things where i had like a best friend in um, high school and I, I remember thinking like we would always just be best friends you know like it will always yes, be that way it's always gonna yeah. it's always gonna be like this and it's so weird because I've had people that I've been friends with for years that I was like that with and like I there I haven't talked to them in like a whole year yeah. like not I don't even know what's going on in their lives and mm-hmm. it's just like fucking freaky that you know, you can be so close at one point and then like so far apart the next moment. Yeah. It's just like a breakup mm-hmm. a little bit. And it's like, it was one of those things because the one of our teachers in high school, I don't know why this happened. I don't know why this came up, but she was just saying how like, you know, you won't be friends like at once you guys, once you guys graduate. And, and I no remember both them. of us being like, we're going to prove her wrong. We're going to be, we're going to be best friends forever, blah, 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 blah. And it's not that we're like not friends now, but we're definitely on two separate pages and it just wasn't what it was before so do you feel like anything like specific happened to where that you know there's that turning point and i i think that's where the whole adult friendships comes in is that just like you said when you're in high school or when you're in like close quarter 
contact, you become a lot closer with those people around you just because of proximity. Yeah. yeah. So once you once you don't have that thing that's forcing you guys to be around each other, it becomes how much do you guys really care to be in each other's lives. Yeah, it, be- it becomes ac- actually having to put effort into maintaining a friendship because like it is you know it's, I wouldn't say it's a, like a lot of work but I mean it is something that you have to set aside time for because people get busy and people you have different schedules and stuff like that um but I I definitely know what you mean you know I had a friend that I was friends with her since seventh grade so I think we were 12 when we started being friends so 12 years old and we had been friends like up until I guess like last year and it's not I don't even it's nothing specific happened that I know of on my end do you know what I mean like she was just really busy with school and I would like like hit her up all the time to just like catch up whatever like we wouldn't even hang out we hadn't hung out in years um because she you know has a kid and stuff like that and is just like busy with school so I would always like call her and we would talk on the phone and whatever but it started to like dwindle down and then it was like so hard to get hold of her so I would like text her call her no response and one day I just stopped calling her and we have not spoken since and I'm like wow that's so crazy to me because like I don't know if maybe she just didn't want to be friends or something happened on her end or whatever but there no like there's no argument no anything I just stopped hitting her up and we just I literally has been a year and a half and it's crazy because like we were friends since we were 12 and now I'm 26 so we stopped talking when, when I was 24 25 like w- I'm so confused I'm so never, really confused never, like, about it your mind like you know oh yeah all the time so yeah. what's stopping you from like being like hey was there something that like went wrong or whatever because if i'm blowing you up just to catch up and i can't even get a hold of you why why am i gonna keep putting in that effort when clearly you don't give a fuck you know what i mean like you could call me back and stay on the phone for five minutes five minutes out of your day in order to just say hello you know keep up with the friendship whatever but like obviously it wasn't important enough for you to uh reach reach out and so it's just like it was one-sided you know what i mean like i was the one reaching out all the time and you're not reciprocating. Like, why am I going out of my way? Is a big deal, yeah. yeah, why am I going out of my way? Why do I feel like every time I pick up the phone and go to call you, I, I know it's going to go to voicemail? Mm-hmm. Why, why, so, why am I going to keep calling you? You know what I mean? Like, friendships work two ways. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times why friendships end in adulthood is because they become one sided. One person always wants to, um, is always putting in more effort than the other person and at a certain point you just realize that i mean like what's the point you know what i mean like i have other things to do i have people who care about me enough to go out of their way to talk to me even if they're busy because like i you know being busy to me is not really a great excuse Mm -hmm. like if you want to talk to someone you'll figure out the time to talk to them Mm -hmm. it doesn't take more than five seconds to send a text message and stuff like that so i think the hard thing is is just with Everybody has a ranking of where their friends fall. So you have like your best your friend. best friends, the mm-hmm. people that you know your acquaintances with, the people that you're friends with where you guys are at work. Or the like people mutual where friends. Yeah, that have mutual friends. So it's really hard when you realize where you rank in somebody else's eyes. Because at that point, if say I'm like, you know, you're you're my best friend and I or and I, in my eyes I feel like you're my you're my best friend and then 
you don't feel like that about me, but it's not like one of those things that that we've ever talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's one of those things where I just feel that way and you haven't given me a reason not to feel that way. So I'm going to continue to feel that way. But once you like realize where you like rank and somebody's like mine, then it makes you like feel kind of shitty, you know, because you're like, okay, well, I'm giving this person all of my like time, all of my attention and they don't feel that way about me. Yeah. And that was the, the hurtful part about it. Like we've had we had conversations um, and she would apologize that she feels like she hasn't been there for me and stuff like that. And, you know, that I'm she acknowledged that like it was like one sided, but she never did anything about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I appreciate your apology. But if it's going to continue to be that, then that's why like literally I just I just stopped calling. And like the fact that I stopped calling and it's been a year and a half and there's been not a text, not a call, nothing. And you know that in the past year and a half, like a lot of shit has happened. So it's just like. It's just like super eye opening mm-hmm. to see because nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? Nothing happened. I guess life happened, if you will. Um, but I was like, honestly, one of her only true friends. You know, like she didn't have a lot of people to talk to, and she would always tell me that. So I'm like, what? What is? You know what I mean? What's the tea? Mm-hmm. But I just don't have any. I don't have any energy for someone that's not willing to put in like equal amounts of effort towards. So me. do you have you ever been like the person on the other side? Where like, you know, you're somebody feels like, you know, yeah. they're really close to you mm-hmm. and you don't feel that way, but you don't say anything, so then they keep continuing <laughs> to feel that way, you know? You already know. <laughs> you already know, Robert. Um, yeah, I definitely have that I definitely am that person to someone. There's one person in particular that comes to mind when you say that. Um, and the friendship is very important to me. Uh and something like traumatic on my end did happen where I just a situation happened and I tried to handle it in the best way possible that I thought and um she made me feel bad for it and it just like hasn't been the same since and I have not brought it's been a year a year yeah a year a little over a year that it happened and our friendship hasn't been the same and she still we still talk but we don't talk like we used to talk and i just don't feel like bringing it up because it was such a hurtful situation to me um that i just don't even i just don't want to talk about it you guys know i'm an avoider (laughs) 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 Uh, number one avoider um and it just there's not really much to talk about because I see the way that you handled the situation and how you perceived my actions through it, even though I did, I think, what was the best. Um, and there's no conversation to be had because I, I don't need to hear any excuses about it or yeah. anything. like. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to hear uh, you trying to make up for, yeah, for yeah. whatever happened for because what it just is. Yeah. It just is what it is. That was, a, that was a, what you said or how you made me feel was like genuine in my eyes. It's just hard because like... I am a huge person that believe and I believe in like, you know, communication and like things like that. So if if you if that person is close to you and it's somebody that you care about, then all that's going to do is build resentment. You know, it'll just build resentment throughout the years. And then eventually it's just going to break it all apart. Or we're just going to stop like being friends. And then she'll probably be like, oh, we just drifted apart. And I'm like. In my head, I'm like, I know. That's what I'm saying. There's always a reason. That's my I think that's the hard part is that like. How do you know when it's just life and things are just drifting apart? Or how do you know when something happened and the other person feels a certain type of way, but they're just not saying it it. and they just start acting different? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I just recently went through this with like my my friend group. Um, One of our one of our friends, he was just saying how like 
he he just moved downtown and he was just expecting a lot more people to reach out to him and like invite him places and like do things because before he used to like live further so that was the excuse so now that he's been like closer like our our friend group is like tight you know so Whenever you don't get invited to something and you see everybody out, it makes you feel a certain type of way. And even yeah. even even me, like I've been really busy and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's like I still do my part to reach out and ask people how they're doing, how they're getting, how their day is going, and stuff like that. And it's so simple. It's it doesn't have to take like a a lot of your day out. It's literally a five minute phone call. Yeah. That's what gets me about it. Mm-hmm. And it should. And, and I'm like I'm wondering, does it actually slip people's mind? Does it slip people's mind to? to like call or like invite people because I mean it's happened to me before it's happened to me where there's so many people that yeah. I like invite to go places and do things that I'm not going to remember everybody but then at the same time it's like okay well the people that you aren't remembering are it, it does hurt their feelings it, hurts, it not only hurts their feelings but you're showing where they fall exactly on your, on your value because scale. Yeah. actions speak louder than words so you can say whatever you want you can call them your best friend and whatever but if you aren't you know carrying out those physical actions to show that then hell yeah that makes you feel a certain type of way you know how you know when i feel a certain type of way robert <laughs> every time you and alicia go somewhere and don't invite me <laughs> i'm like fuck you guys <laughs> it's, it's so weird because like obviously i never want to like make somebody feel that way but i end up doing it a lot and like I, yeah. and i know i do because i've had because my friends point out you. yeah like mm-hmm. i've had one of my one of my other friends too recently she was just like it just hurts my my feelings that like you're, you're like you're always so busy you're always doing things and you never like reach out to me and I'm trying to be a lot better with that. It's just that all the plans that I do are a lot of the time spontaneous. So it's not like I'm sitting back thinking like, oh, I'm going to go do this. I need to invite this person, that person, this person, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you know, Robert, we're doing this. Come out. So then you think that something as simple as you going out is just like a normal occasion. But you're on people's Snapchats. You're on people's Instagram. You're on, mm-hmm. like, you know, other people are seeing you who you're close with that you didn't invite. Yeah. I, I th- <laughs> An example of this in my life is with my sister. Uh, so my sister is horrible at inviting people places. Horrible. This bitch will be out and about, not inviting anyone anywhere. But the second she's not invited to something, it, the fucking World War Three. <laughs> Why didn't I get an invite? This and that. And her feelings about it. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to make the effort to invite you to like, you know, whatever I do. But it's like she never reciprocates that. And I had to I brought it up as a conversation so many times because like I'm just like, Kimmy, how can you expect me to keep inviting you everywhere? But you go and do things and you don't say anything to me mm-hmm. like, you know, everything is about reciprocation within relationships, communication sure, yeah. and like reciprocation, you know? And so if like you want me to put out this this effort to make sure to invite you, but then like I never get invited anywhere. And then she'll like, sometimes she, I, I would stop inviting her places because she would always say no. But she's like, but I still want the invite. I'm like, babe, you cannot have your cake and eat it too, <laughs> babe. Yeah. Like if, it, okay, just like the friend that I'm calling her and she's not picking up, I'm gonna stop calling. Mm-hmm. You, uh, if I keep inviting you out and you keep saying no, I'm gonna stop inviting. Yeah. So I guess this is gonna be the time of the podcast where I'm gonna admit where I was just like a shitty, um, <laughs> in this case, brother. So once again, you're talking about your sister, my sister. Um, there's 
plenty of times where me like like recently not recently but you know me and Brittany went to Amsterdam I've been to London I've gone to New Orleans I've gone you know I've just traveled a lot well, of we places were out and about yeah man. I was just traveling and I was just doing a lot of things and it's like it was one of those things where it was I was in a selfish mindset I was doing it you know because it's something that I wanted to do like you know I just don't really have a lot of responsibility. I don't have kids. I don't have a house. I don't have like you know. So I really wanted to take advantage of the freedom that I have now because I know I won't always have this. And that's just, what you think. <laughs> I know. Let me stop. <laughs> and I mean, hopefully, I do always have this shit. I'm saying. <laughs> um, and just because I was in that mindset, like you, you don't realize how like selfish you can like become. So the issue is, is that actually when I was in New Orleans, one of my sisters, she. Uh, moved to Georgia maybe a year ago, two years ago, and I I could tell that she was like upset. I just didn't never knew what it was for. <laughs> and Robert is definitely not one to inquire about why things are happening. Yeah. He always waits for people to come to him. Yeah, so I could tell that she was upset. I just never never really knew what it was for. She's and probably then, waiting on you to say something too. Yeah, once I was in like New Orleans, that's when she let my black ass have it. She was just like. You know, I think it's really funny. You know, whenever, whenever somebody says, I think it's really funny, right? shit You're is about not. To get ass she was just like, I think it's really funny that you find the time to like travel the world, like, you know, see new places. You, you go all these places and like you're always going somewhere, but you haven't found the time to like come and visit me in Georgia and it's been two years. And I'm like, <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, it just made me feel like an extremely shitty person, but she's she's telling the truth, you know? Like, And my thing is that it never even crossed my mind to, to, to do that. There. And I'm like, why didn't it cross my mind? Because you don't want to go to Georgia. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like if you move to, like, Wisconsin, like, you know, a random place. Yeah, you're not going out there, I guess, for the city or you're going the out there for state. the person, yeah. You're going out there for the person. So, and I think she felt extra bad about it, too, because, you know... Like, all of you guys are down here in Florida, and she's the only one up there, so mm-hmm. she probably feels a little bit lonely, you know? Yeah. Like, why are you guys, like, not coming to see me at all? Yeah. And it's so easy to, like, make 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 the excuse of, like, oh, well, life, and, you know, things just get really busy, but it's like... But clearly not if you're in New Orleans. Yeah. So, it, it just definitely opened up my, like, perspective, and I, like, apologized to her, and I'm, like, you know, definitely, I mean... I, all the whole entire pandemic thing happened, so I'm still trying to plan to like make it down there. But it's like there, it shouldn't have taken this long, and there's nothing I could say that wouldn't be an excuse. So at the, at at the end of the day, I was just a shitty brother, and it's like it took her saying something to me for me to like realize it. But it's like you can get so wrapped up in your own life and just so wrapped up in what you have going on that you forget that your actions have an effect on other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, when you told me about that argument, I did feel for her because, you know, like you guys all live in the same area. You know, you live with your parents and then Jasmine lives close to you guys. Um, but like, I don't think I've ever met your Stephanie. You know what I'm saying? And I've known you for six years now and I, I don't think I've ever met her and you know we're around each other all the time so it's like I can understand how she might feel a little bit like extra removed from things being, you know, she used to live in what, Boston? Mm-hmm. And then living in Georgia now and it's like she just only has her son with her and I, I, I can see how it would be like hurtful to see you just like bouncing here, bouncing there and then it's like like for it to not have crossed your mind 
that's like extra bad. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not like you like intended on doing it and you're like, oh, just I have this trip planned. So like next trip, I'm like, Robert. <laughs> you just sometimes I, you are I, like, I, I don't know why I do that like I do that sometimes you know like yeah. sometimes things just they just don't cross my mind like that's why like people's feelings can get hurt and shit like that it's just because I, I am a person who has a close circle of people so the fact that I like have that I keep in touch and in constant communication with that close circle of people but if you're not in that like circle it, you can feel very left out. And, and it was never my intention, you know? Yeah, and sometimes you can almost forget that your family, can, it, like, they're your friends too. You know, like, my sister, I, I still consider her a friend even though she's my sister. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we forget about that extra relationship that we have with them. And it just gets... You just it gets lost in the mix of it because it becomes like a separation between like okay family and friends when it's like yeah you're but you can be both you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like I can have a genuine friendship with someone in my family not because I'm forced to like have a relationship with them I just genuinely enjoy their company and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's just like with the whole family thing it can be like weird sometimes because obviously like you go through shit with like your family and things like that and it becomes like a bigger thing than if it was just like a friend you know so. I feel like you have to work on those relationships even harder just mm-hmm. because you guys have been around each other so long. So you guys you guys have the history. You guys And they're gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's not even it's, and I'm trying to get better at that. I'm just I'm like I'm not really an emotional person, so it's so sometimes things like that where I have to remove myself and get emotional, not only from my own emotions, but to realize somebody else's. Mm-hmm. That's very hard for me to like translate and like do. Yeah. So, of course, you guys know that we're getting a little bit off topic. (laughs) (laughs) That's the name of the game. Right. So, I'm going to swing it back around a little bit and talk about um, trying to make friends as an adult. Since, you know, before we were talking about how when you're a kid, everyone in your class is your friend. I remember uh, my dad one time called me when I, like, first moved to America. And he's like, oh, so how many friends do you have? And I counted everyone in my class. Like, I was like, I was like, Cindy, Stephanie. You're like, Isabella. Like, and, I, and, and I genuinely counted every, I was like, okay, there's 30 people in my class. So 30 friends, you know? And that's literally what friendship was to me at that point. Yeah. And being an adult now, you're not forced to necessarily be around anyone. Obviously, like, you're around your coworkers and things like that. Uh, so you become friends with those people naturally. But um, I know that a lot of people struggle making friends outside of that because now it becomes genuine effort to make friends. You just step outside of your comfort zone if that's not something that you're used to doing, talking to strangers. And you know, once you start uh, start a friendship with someone, trying to find like the boundaries within your friendship and like things that you like together and then things that you don't like and how much is in your life where they fit in your life how much is too much Mm -hmm. having to try to make plans and then maybe the it's awkward when you get there and like it's to me a lot of um physical energy required and also emotional energy required and that's why i hardly ever make new friends like all the friends that i have have in my life currently are long term like Mm. it's been years you know I'm trying to think I'm like what's my most recent friend and how did we become friends uh probably from like school but I mean it's not even it's a friendship of proximity again because we're you know have that same um commonality between us that brings us together but without that 
are we still friends? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I thought when um, <clears throat> I was wondering how things were going to be uh, like with cat cat doesn't work at you know the same place that we work out mm-hmm. we used to work out almost at the name um so i was like wondering how that would impact our friendship and we we're still friends and you know we still hang out all the time and stuff like that so that lets me know that, that we have a genuine friendship mm-hmm. outside of just because we see each other so much yeah. at work you know so i know that there's a lot of adults that struggle with making friends and i'm gonna try to give some advice on like if you're new, to, if you're new to a town and you're, you know, you just moved there and you're by yourself and you're like, damn it, what am I gonna do? I have no friends. I want to make friends. This is this is what I would tell you to do. I would tell you to do things that you love that better yourself, and then look for people in those areas. So, for example, Comment, yeah, it could be like you know you're really into fitness. Fitness is not only bettering your health, but it's bettering your mental and things like that. So while you're at the gym a lot of the times you're seeing a lot of the same people at the gym. So depending on what time you go, you're going to be around the same people. So, I mean, if you're a guy, I wouldn't try to, I wouldn't recommend doing this with like a girl, but I mean, if you're like, you're a girl, it would like seeing another girl who's doing like legs or whatever, being like, Hey, you know, do you, do you care if we like, you know, like you just have to, I feel like people don't want to be bothered. I mean, yeah, that's why that was another, it was an example. Another example could be like, you you like playing music. You wanna you wanna learn how to play the the guitar. You wanna learn how to paint. When people go to the, like those paint and like drink things, you know, like yeah. those true. are opportunities mm-hmm. for you to be around people that you wouldn't obviously be around before. And you, you just already, have to put yourself out there. Yeah, and you already have something to, to like to like talk about. So you can already talk about the painting class, or you can already talk about how the freaking guitar class is going. You just need something that gives you a reason to talk, you know? Yeah, Because people don't like breaking the barrier if they don't have nothing to talk about, you know? Exactly, because, like, in order for a friendship, like, a true friendship to develop, you have to get past the small talk. And sometimes it's hard to get past that point with people you know Mm -hmm. and especially if it's like an awkward situation where you're like well i don't even know what to say how's the weather (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's like for for a guy i know it's hard for me it's actually really easy to be like friends and like flirting like that with a girl but at the same time i'm trying to like keep a line you know because Mm -hmm. there's a certain time where like yeah you want this person to just be your friend but then at the same time you don't want to it's a fine line. You're walking a fine Hell line. Yes, yeah, and it's like you don't want you don't want the girl to think that you're only talking to her and being to friendly to, to her yeah. to yeah. Try to like date them or something yeah. like that. <laughs> That's a struggle. As, as a girl, honestly, shout out to all my guy friends who have not tried to fuck me. <laughs> oh my god. You know what I mean? It is far and few between like yeah. most of the guys in my life have have tried to date me at one point or you um, know. I think it's just probably like an instinctual thing you know yeah. like you don't just I'm just like low-key fine with a nice personality okay <laughs> <laughs> you don't see somebody like attractive and be like oh I want to be their friend you know like no that's mm, not yeah that's not the first thing it's that goes through somebody's nature, head yeah exactly especially if you connect yeah because if you connect and they're attractive you're like yeah <laughs> but then it's like that's where the whole that's where the whole gray is. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's why, why you fucking struggle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, going back to the whole friendships when you're an adult, I have been trying to learn and grow in the terms of like, oh, like I have my small circle. I don't need any. Like that whole no, no new friends thing to me is stupid. 
Mm-hmm. It's like it's bullshit and it's stupid. And yeah. I'm gonna explain to you why it's stupid because if you're if you're putting yourself into like say you finish nursing school. You go into the the hospital and you're surrounded by all, the, all these new people. It would be really dumb for you to be like, oh, I'm Brittany. I'm not going to have any more new friends. I already have my friend group, blah, blah, blah. That's stupid because yeah. now you're in your career and those friends are not only just people, but those are people that you're net, you're networking with. That's how you grow. That's how you grow in a, in a career type of way too, you know? like So for you to shut all that off, you're shutting off opportunity. You're shutting off growth. You're shutting off a lot of things. You know? I mean, I think you can have all of those things without having a friendship with them though. You can have a pro- pro- professional relationship with them to where, yeah, you guys talk about things and you're able to like build a relationship, but that doesn't mean that you're friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I I think that developing friendships within the workplace, especially if it's in a, in a very professional environment, tricky. is tricky yeah. because, like, I I don't need to have I don't need to know about your personal life in order for us to complete the job, complete the job or to be able to work together. You don't need to know what goes on in my house, and I feel like sometimes in that environment, it's almost better to keep that shit private because you people will spread your business. They'll hang things over your head or let's say that you become friends with someone, you know, in a professional environment and then you guys have to work together, whatever, and then you stop being friends. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now it's awkward. Now you don't want to work with me. Now it's like all these conflicts having to move things around so other people can work Mm -hmm. with me or with that person. And so that's why people say like, don't shit where you eat. That's where that comes from. And you know, that's more in the sense of like, don't date people in your workplace because that shit gets super, super messy when let's say you start dating someone at your job and then y'all break up and you got to see him every day. Yeah. I mean, this actually happened to me at one of my jobs, not the whole like dating part, but um, I was really, you know, so it's, it's just, it's hard for me because I'm like an all or nothing type of person, you know? So I was at uh, one of my, one of my retail jobs and, um, it was this this one kid who got hired. He was new to he was he was new to town. He didn't have any friends or nothing like that. And I could tell that he was like an in like introverted person. So of course I was like one of those people that were like, oh, just just become part of the team, you know? Like I wanted him to like not feel like we're all like we we've all worked together for so long. We're all friends, like and he's cookie. and he's just down the outside. Yeah, now. like so yeah. I'm the type of person who's gonna like try to make everybody like feel comfortable. So that led into us like being friends or whatever, and then ended up like. I forgot what happened. I think we ended up arguing. Was that Vans? Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up like, we ended up like falling out because of a, a situation about some girl. Oh, okay, man. cool. So then, but then the workplace was shit. Like, it was, we were, we were working together cordially, but it was just very hostile. Like the vibe was, the you vibe was the very, tension. very, very hostile. It's like, it was to the point where like the manager was trying to like schedule us like separately and like make sure that we're not working the same shift and shit like that. And it's like, it definitely became like something that was way more dramatic. And- exactly, but that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, is sometimes things like that are a little bit difficult. Just because if it doesn't work out, it ends up being a lot more effort than the entire friendship was even mm-hmm. worth in the first place. So workplace stuff, you gotta keep that. You gotta keep that shit a little bit. You know, it's just crappy separate. because it's like if I'm gonna. Nine times out of ten, once you are in the real world and you're working the big boy job or big girl job or whatever the fuck you're working, you're with those people more than you're with your own family. So it's like, if I'm going to be around these people so much, I don't want to be a... Not fake, but I don't want to, like, 
have to like police what you're saying exactly and, and stuff like it's that just, it's like i'm with you more than i'm at home you know yeah. so naturally it, you're gonna develop a, some sort of relationship yeah so it's hard to like know where that like barrier is because there's plenty of times where i've gone into my old serving job and there's 200 130 there's just so many of us there that it was very easy for me to go in there not give a shit about nobody that i worked with make my money and leave but now mm-hmm. it's like the job that I'm at now, there's four or five of us. So, and we're working in very tight quarters, and it's a job where you have to have that teamwork and rely on each other for the mm-hmm. job to get done properly. Mm-hmm. So, it's been very different for me. I have very different learning thing because it's like, just like you said, I want to keep that line of like, you know, this is a professional job, blah blah mm-hmm. blah. But at the same time, they're like, let's hang out. Let's let's like let's like get get a drink. Let's like in. If you're doing that stuff, you're building. Or a, a friendship, a friendship. Yeah. yeah. And that's where a lot of adult friendships come from. It's just like, you just have to know that, you know, there are consequences if it doesn't work out. I guess with any relationship, friendship, whatever, there are consequences with it. But there's a, a, f- a friend that I have. She got really comfortable in her job. She was working at a lab. Got really comfortable and um, a little lax with like how she... Like the things that she was doing at work and saying and stuff like that, and you know, people end up using it against her, and she got fired. So you really don't know how shit is gonna turn out. Mm-hmm. And I understand that totally. It's hard to say, okay, well, I'm just not gonna make any friends at work because you know, naturally, if you're there five days a week, yeah, you guys are gonna talk about things. Um, it just you just have to be cautious with how much you're saying. I think because you can tell people things and still you know, keep a lot of things private, you know, um, because in that situation, they threw shit around and it literally cost her a whole ass really good job. Mm -hmm. Um, But luckily, nothing like that has ever happened to me within the workplace, but it might be because I've been a server. So it's like, (laughs) for any of you like non-service industry people, bruh, (laughs) it is a different world and anyone who works service industry knows what i'm talking about it's it's so the dynamic within that environment is so different than other workplaces like everyone is up in each other's shit everyone's dating everyone like slapping each other's asses like doing yes and i was trying it's a very vulgar environment yeah i was trying (laughs) to explain it to the people that i work with it's just that like you said once you're in somebody's personal space so much, any other barrier is hard to to yeah. keep up, you know, just because you're like you're like physically in each other's space. So yeah. you, you you start feeling very comfortable with being in somebody else's exactly. space. Exactly. Yeah. And I I think that the reason that within the service industry why people end up getting so close so quickly and like people they'll know more about you than you tell your like own family you know is because it's such a high pressure environment that you're like your emotions are all over the place when you're there so they're gonna see like happiness from you sadness from you and anger from you mm-hmm. all within the same shift yeah. and you get to know someone really well through By those things those emotions, exactly yeah. and that's you know something that maybe your family or your outside friends don't get to experience in such a short amount of time because let's think about how many times you're like actually 
you know, getting super upset or being super sad or yeah. being super happy. That's you know, true. all of all of these different emotions. So, you know, service industry, all those things come out every single shift and you end up seeing different sides of people that maybe would have taken you six years, months to yeah. see, years to see mm-hmm. outside of the That's building. True. That's for sure. So yeah. it's definitely an interesting environment. Um, at where I work specifically, nigga, everyone is dating. <laughs> we have like three or four sets of couples that work together and... To me, I just wouldn't want that because even if I love you as much as I love you, whatever, <laughs> nigga, I need some space too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I if, imagine we live together and then we come to work and we're together <laughs> again, you know, yeah. and then, oh, we're going to get a drink after work and everyone's going, okay, we're together again. And it's just like, I need something to be my own and mm. individual. And a lot of the times at work, when you're a couple, they pair you up. You know what I mean? So they'll put you to work in like the same station. Yeah, because the managers know and shit. Exactly. And obviously like a couple is probably going to work better with each other than like, you know, non-couples. So (laughs) I I always, I see it and I'm like, yo, to me, that sounds horrible. Yeah. But also, I mean, that's probably, that you know, they usually meet at work. So that's how that happens. You know, they usually don't like apply to the same place. Yes. Teach, teach their own shit. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, okay, so now I, I, I kind of want to get to the part where I try to focus on my own personal growth when it comes down to all this because there's been times where I feel like somebody who I have really high in my, I don't know, rankings or whatever for like friendship, I feel like they're like, I, I'm i not getting the same reciprocation back and I don't want to I don't want to be the person to like start acting funny you know I don't want to be the person to start acting funny and then like fades out and then it just fades away like I think that if I want something to end I want it to end and I want to know why it ended so like on your terms not not on my it just had to be on my terms but I just want to know why you know like I don't want it to be one of those things where like oh we just faded away and you just you never what if that's you never what it really is, know okay but if that's what it is then like I rather that's acknowledge that you know okay yeah. so I think I just once again it's gonna come down to like communication because it's a it's a pride thing I already know for me it's a pride thing that if I feel like something's just fading away or whatever instead of me like stepping out of my pride and being like hey like is something up like something wrong that. This, it's, it's my pride that's it's like it's hard yes. yeah it's my pride that's like oh well, fuck I that totally just let them know what yeah. you mean mm-hmm. cause you don't wanna like you want them to be the ones to come to, to realize you that, yeah like something's wrong that yeah. there's an issue but then that's why you end up Fading you know away because both well, people are doing that i think it's where you build up an expectation of what it, what you expect someone to be or someone to do you know their behavior and when you do that you set yourself up for disappointment mm-hmm. you know I always say this, you can't expect someone to have the same heart as you, so... Yeah, but what, which is why it's, like, it's very easy, once you communicate, to just know where things stand. It's just, it's just hard That to, communication part is hard, yeah, it's it's hard. for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's hard because it's a confrontation. It's a confrontation. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people obviously don't like confrontations, and so they're going to avoid the conversation, you know? Like, think... <laughs> I don't like confrontation, so it's to think about going into a conversation where I'm... I know it's going to be kind of weird. I'm just like, oh. So would know. you personally rather like be ghosted? Like rather no. just. No, 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 no. For sure, no. Because um, it's funny because these people that I listen to as uh, Megan Rink's podcast, uh, she was, they, she was, both of them on the show say that they rather be ghosted what? by by somebody than to have that conversation or have that confrontation because they're like, 
because they ghost people, but they said that they that they do it because that's what they would rather have them be be, be done to them too. So they, it's, that they shit's like cowardly it's like, to me. They, they said that they feel like it's like a favor, you know, like you're not. What? No, that shit's hella cowardly to me. To be honest, I've never ghosted someone. I've never like friendship or no, no, never, because to me, just like what what's the function of that? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like. I just feel like it's like emotionally immature for you to ghost someone. So if that girl reached reached back out to you, you would have the conversation? Yeah, I would have the conversation. But at the same time, I'm not going to be the one to reach out. You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, pride, especially being in a one-sided friendship. What the fuck do I look like reaching out another time? Mm -hmm. You know, and I know some people will be like, oh, we'll just suck it up, like blah, blah, blah. But no, for this one, I'm good. Pride is just dangerous. Pride is a really dangerous thing. Yeah, but sometimes you need to have pride. Yeah, for sure. Like That's what I'm saying. It's like you need need pride. But at the same time, it's very easy to have too much pride. Yeah. And then have shit like, you know. Exactly. And I definitely have been in situations where I suck my pride up and I... You know, reach out because some conversation needs to happen. But just in that situation, after just reaching out so many times to a no avail, it's just, it's just pointless to me. You know what I mean? It makes me feel like I look like an idiot. It makes me feel yeah. like I'm taken for granted. Like my friendship is disposable. And at at that point, what's why would I why would I stick around for that? Why would I keep entertaining that when clearly it's not important enough for you to reach out to me? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's say I I reach out I reach out to her to have that conversation. It's still one sided. Mm-hmm. It's still one sided. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like our friendship after that's probably still gonna be one sided. So uh, there's just there's no reason. And you know we don't get to choose a lot of things in life but we get to choose the friends that we have around us and the people we're in relationships with so i mean i'm gonna be picky about it and i'm mm. gonna have pride within it because i've i suck my pride up every fucking time calling that bitch and then going to voicemail like time after time and texting and no reply like what the fuck mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like absolutely not like yeah. you can go go ahead and have your life like it's not I think about it, but it's not killing me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not one of those things where it keeps me up at night by any means. Yeah. I just, I just know that the things that I personally want to work on is I want to work on... So, a lot of the friendships that I do have is a lot of people reaching out to me and trying really, really hard to, like, be my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like... Trying to be close to you. There's multiple... Yeah, there's multiple multiple people that have, like, reached out and, like, put in lots and lots of effort. And it just... It took them a while to for, for me to be like, oh, okay, well, this is like my friend, you know? Yeah. And and I don't I, know why I'm like that. I think, well, I, I kind of do know why I'm like that. I think it's just that I've been like burned before, but it's not, everybody's been burned. So you feel jaded. Yeah, but yeah. I can't, that's not an excuse. I can't use that Exactly. Excuse, you can't yeah. bring prior, you know, feelings yeah, into, into a new situation. Because yeah. it's not fair. They didn't make you feel like that. Yeah. Um, so and I'm then you don't want to work on it. Yeah, it's definitely hard, though, because it's something that I think you have to be cognizant of, but also give people an opportunity to show you who they are Mm -hmm. and just understand that things are going to happen. Things are going to work out. Things are not going to work out. And that's just a part of life. Like, not everything is going to be like you know rainbows and and butterflies and all that shit sometimes things are bad and that's just that's okay you know Mm -hmm. you just have to like learn to let shit go honestly yeah it's just that's my biggest thing is letting like grudges go i will hold a grudge so i feel like i low-key can't hold a grudge like that oh bitch you can't hold a grudge to save your life (laughs) 
<laughs> and it sucks. I'm like, does this, like, I feel like it sucks, but I'm like, does it suck? That should probably be Like, should I be holding grudges? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I totally get where you're coming from. That's probably another episode, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to talk about holding grudges. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll feel really upset about things sometimes, and then I'm like, well, whatever. Like, so do you feel like you feel like is. there's anywhere that you you need to grow in terms of like friendship? Like yeah, any? communication. Hell yeah. yeah, I'm so bad at communicating. I hate talking about my feelings, and I hate bringing up things that bother me. You know what I'm saying? I'm an avoider to the max. <laughs> yeah, you definitely need to work on it. Yeah, well, it needs to be a daily conscious effort. I mean, you know. One day at a time. One day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time. We're going to get there. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to definitely pray for you. That's what therapy is for. Yeah, for and that's sure. why I keep avoiding my therapist. <laughs> you try. <laughs> <laughs> they like text me and shit. And I'm like, mm, I don't want to talk about anything right now. But anyways, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of R&B Podcast. Thanks, y'all. I just want to mention again, our new upload day is Tuesday. So make sure you guys go on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to us so that you can see whenever we post a new episode. Mm -hmm. Likes, likes, don't forget likes. Don't forget (laughs) to like us on Facebook. Five-star review. Five-star review on Apple Podcasts. (laughs) Write us a review. Don't be fake. Tell your friends about us. Tell tell your mom. Tell Tell your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Make sure you guys check out our website, podcast podcast.com it's nice it's nice it's cute <laughs> and if you want to keep up with our bullshit check us out on instagram at the official underscore rmb and my instagram is brvtt and mine is rob bates r-o-b-b-a-t-e-s-s thank you so much guys and we'll see you next week bye y'all bye